Hello, welcome to the Equippers International podcast, short version, and we are studying the book of Hebrews together, and I am really enjoying this study. I trust if you're following along, it's been a blessing to you as well. And right now we are in chapter 6, and we have been discussing the elementary teaching about the Christ. Literally, the writer of Hebrews says these are basic things about the Messiah that every believer should know in order that they can move on to maturity. So as we look at these lists of things, we're talking about things like repentance from dead works and faith toward God and instruction about baptisms and language on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. These are things that the writer says are elementary teaching about Christ. So as we discuss these topics and these truths about the Christian life, I just wanted to remind us this morning that these are elementary. These are the things that serve as a foundation. And I'm going to remind us of that again in the episode. But today we're looking at the laying on of hands. I'm going to read verses one and two again. Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God, of instruction about washings and laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. So today we're going to talk about the laying on of hands. First of all, I just want to say that the laying on of hands in the Bible is more than just touching someone. We don't know for sure where it finds its origin, but we know throughout the Old Testament, people laid their hands on other people to bless them, to speak good of them. And we know for sure that there seems to be a significance to the laying on of hands on someone with the intention to impart something to that person. Obviously, Jesus laid his hands on many people in different situations. In Matthew 19, 15, one of my favorite, he lets the children come to him and he lays his hands on them before they depart. And in Matthew 9, 18, Jairus, the synagogue official whose daughter has died, he comes to Jesus and he says, come and lay your hand on my daughter and she will live. So even he understood that there was something significant about Jesus touching people. And in Mark 6, 5, he says that he laid his hands on a few sick people and he healed them. This is Jesus ministering to people. And we move into the book of Acts. We know that the apostles laid their hands on seven men who were elected to practically serve the members of the church during that time. Also in the book of Acts, we see that they laid their hands on people and they received the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 8, when Peter and John went to Samaria, they laid their hands on those who had received the word of God. In 8.17, it says, Then they began laying their hands on them and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. And you remember the story that Simon the sorcerer, who had become a Christian but was young in his faith, he did not understand the right significance of the laying on of hands and he just wanted the power so that he could make money from it and Peter exposes the motivation of Simon's heart. We also see in Paul's letters to Timothy that Paul reminds Timothy of a time when he had received spiritual gifts when people had laid their hands on him and prayed. In 1 Timothy 4.14, he says to Timothy, Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through the prophetic utterance and the laying on of hands by the presbytery. 
And in 2 Timothy 1.6, Paul reminds Timothy of a time when he himself had laid his hands on Timothy. He could have been a member of this presbytery that he refers to in 4.14. We don't know. But Paul says, For this reason I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Paul also warns Timothy in 1 Timothy 5, 2, as a warning to his future ministry as a young man. He says, do not lay hands on anyone too hastily and thereby share responsibility for the sins of others. Keep yourself free from sin. So we see that the laying on of hands takes on a significant meaning throughout the scripture. So today I just want to leave you with some takeaways from these scriptures with regards to the laying on of hands. Laying on of hands is not a formula. It's not some mystical power. It's a real and meaningful experience in the Christian life whereby a person is used by the Lord to impart something to another person. I believe that the laying on of hands is something that is done when a person is prompted and moved by the Lord to do this. It's not something that can just be done anytime we want to do it. Like I said, it's not a formula. It's something like all things in the spiritual life that is prompted by the leadership of the Spirit. So that when we receive impressions, when we're fellowshipping together as the body of Christ, when we're moving about, interacting with people, there are significant times when God moves us to lay our hands on people. Again, it's more than just touching someone. It is a very real part of interaction between members of the body of Christ or ministry to other people where the Lord does something powerfully significant through the laying on of hands. It also can represent a recognition of a calling or a gifting in someone's life, and it serves to publicly acknowledge this before the body of Christ. So we see that the simple act of laying our hands on someone becomes something more significant as we do it when we're led by the Spirit. You know, there's something very powerful that comes when we minister to other people. I see it over and over again in my own ministry that when you pray for someone, either you're praying for healing or you're praying for blessing, and the Lord prompts you to lay your hands on them, there really is a very significant transaction that can take place as we're obedient to the Lord and the leadership of His Spirit in that process. So as we continue to make our way through what the writer calls the elementary teaching about the Christ, about the Messiah, let's endeavor to have a strong foundation so that we can move on to maturity. Remember that these things that we're talking about are foundational. They're not advanced teachings. It is like what we learn in the early years of our school as children. The basic skills of reading and writing and mathematics, these serve us well throughout our whole life as we grow and add deeper understanding. But without the proper foundation, we will experience difficulties later. So the same is true in our spiritual maturity. We need to understand these basic foundational truths so that we can have a firm foundation on which to build a more mature relationship with the Lord. 
I see this over and over again in many Christians' lives, especially younger believers. They fail to understand the basic foundational things of the Christian life. They want to move on into some kind of more deeper understanding of things, and they come up with all these interesting and sometimes crazy ideas about the Lord, and they just haven't spent time to lay a proper foundation on which to build. So I want to encourage us today as we go through these things together, let's remember these are our foundation. Let's have a good, solid understanding and a practice of these things so that we can move on to maturity. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.